are listening to episode 39 of the Water and Stone Church podcast. My name is Dieter Randolph, and this is the sound of my voice. And I'm Jenny Randolph. And as we uh, gather around this time, this is the part of the show where we talk about what we've been up to. Jenny, what have you been up to this week? Oh, gosh. It is full-on Halloween in our house. It is one of my favorite holidays. I love it. I think it is just absolutely fabulous. And so I do this whole display of sort of this witch's um, station and it's got all the really <laughs> gross stuff. Oh yeah, and... you've got these the little like little vials and test tubes and jars and stuff. Oh of, gosh, yeah. yeah. And I fill them and I make all this stuff and I have, you know, things like dried dragon tears and it smells it, really and smoky. And it's just smoked and salt. So when little kids yeah. come over and I get to show them and they get to sort of feel and smell and and you know it's like an evil montessori it is it is so awesome and then we have we have a sort of a spiral staircase coming off of our dining room and that whole thing is completely covered in spider webs and gigantic spiders and um the downstairs bathroom has the harry potter the chamber of secrets has been open enemies of the air beware yeah there's also a mechanical spider in there that if it's noise activated and it jumps out right so when you flush the toilet or when you like close the door or something like that that's the that's the bathroom downstairs right next to the (laughs) office and so that's the restroom that i use when when I need to during we the day. We turn it off during the well, day. We only turn it off like when we me. have guests. You're going to, yeah, no, that thing has scared me a thousand times. Well, if you're going to get scared, it's better to be scared in the bathroom. Well, I suppose, yeah. That, well, you have a point there. We See? Yeah, I want to uh-huh. um, keep the, the family-friendly rating. But it's, uh, yeah, it, it, I, I really love how much you love it. And I love it. You know, I was I was never a big Halloween guy, except that it is the beginning of Christmas is almost here. Oh That's yeah, it signals my... it signals the start of everything. Because I still think Fall about it like a fifth grader. And yeah, everything. And there's those viral videos. Um, I think the mom's name is Kitty Ryan, but the little girl's oh, name I know is, what you're is, about. Uh, is Ava. Yeah, and she's so, awesome. Oh yeah, it's the cutest thing. Ava's ever. like what six, seven years old. Something. I have no idea because the vines are you know several years old and the videos are several years old. But there's this one where where she's sitting there and she's like, freaking bats. I love Halloween. She's got a and, bunch of oh YouTube gosh, videos. And it's yeah, so she's cute. So, but we have all over our, our living room wall, um, we have bats that are, we have these 3D um, bats that kind of come out. We probably have about 50 or 60 of them. So it really looks like the whole living room or family room is um, infested with bats. And so now the kids and I go in there and we're like, freaking bats, I love Halloween. So, you know, it's, um, that's kind of been... Something that goes on in our house. But it is it is the start of all good things. And even in Florida when it's just not as cold and it's still it's like It's autumn 80, in our house. Yeah. yeah, it's still like 88 degrees outside and Yeah, but you know what? It's getting and nicer everything. in the evenings and the yeah, morning. Yeah, exactly. And the time, it's starting to, uh, the sun is rising later. And so when we go on our morning walks, we really get a beautiful sunrise. If you follow us on Instagram... You've seen some of those sunrise mm-hmm. photographs and, and it's stuff like, like you, that. I'm, I'm cooking a little bit more in the kitchen and I'm getting ready to make a whole big batch of apple butter like I do every fall. And it's just it's just one of those. And I just love it so much. So like, we can't have autumn outside by gum. We're going to have it in we're gonna the house. Have, we're going to turn the air conditioning down and have it cold in here and, and we're going to be around There's our, places our like freaking that. bats. When you go into Cracker Barrel, it always feels like it's autumn. When you go into the fresh market, it always feels like autumn. And now our house... Is like a Cracker Barrel fresh market with mm-hmm. with vampires. Yeah, I'm but super happy. With the I, way I love it, it when quote year. unquote church people come in <laughs> and see because you know if you're listening to the podcast, you, you've been around. You know that for a lot of Christians, the idea of Halloween is sort of you don't talk about it. It's not a thing. In fact, some churches have trunk or treat, which I think is really funny. So you gather in a church parking lot and everybody shows up and they open their trunks and they give out candy from their trunks. Come on, kids, why don't you walk up to somebody's trunk if they promise you candy? That always seemed really... It seems a little weird to me as well. a hundred times worse than a haunted house. I don't know. Anyway, we'll talk more about that Halloween stuff when we get to it. But I just love the idea that that part of our worldview is 
we're embracing what's going on in the world. We're seeing the good in it and the fun in it. For Pete's sake, stop being afraid of everything. Make it real. Make it good. Get into it. And so, boy, do we. And Jenny, I love that about you. I think if if, if I lived alone, there, there'd be none of that sort of thing. And so I, I love that you take me to that place because I wouldn't yeah, have thought I'm gonna, to do that. I'm going to post some pictures on my personal Instagram. I don't know that it would be appropriate to put it on the church's Instagram. I think that would be a little bit, you know... A little bit weird, so um, if, let's let people get to know us before. Exa- that, yeah, exactly, before they realize exactly. That we're the you Adams know, you kind of, yeah. you kind of go well, and if you have to ask, you probably shouldn't do it. So <laughs> I'm gonna post it to my personal Instagram. Um, so if you're interested, come find me. It's really easy to find me, but um, so you can kind of see the, you can kind of see all of the decorations. I'll probably post those next week because I'm, I'm, I'm doing like some final touches. So it's like you know, we're we're almost there. We're almost there. <laughs> Um, I have been, well, you know me, I'm always reading. I'm usually knee deep into three or four different books at a time. Part of it's because building the church is a tremendous amount of research to do. So there's research there, um, you know, in like how you build a church and the mechanics of it and all that. And I'm also doing a lot of research into the talks I do and the Bible discussion and all that. But a lot of those books are books that I have read before, even if it's been years and things like that. I have a to-do list. Some of you have heard me talk about it on the show before. Every day there's a few things that pop up every single day on my little to-do list on my phone. And one of them is read something. And I don't have a whole lot of time because of the day job and because of stuff. But I always read at least a chapter from some book. And I'm so stubborn that even if the book isn't terribly interesting, I, I gotta finish it. I've never walked out halfway through a book I just I can't even imagine. I don't. I'm, That's not who I. I, I have to finish just, it too. I I hear you. I, it's just I stubbornness think, though, because there are such things as bad books. Yeah, I mean, you know. and and it, you you have to sort of measure it up. Okay, is this a waste of my time? But I I have to be able to go. Okay, I I've done that, and that was a bad book, and here's why it's a bad book, and here's here's why I didn't like it, and I don't know that you have the right to say that unless you finish it. Yeah, you know. So I so I think that is a balance, but I hear you. I'm the same way. There's a book that has been on my radar for a million years. It's if you look up like the top twenty books every man should read, it's always on that list. It's one of those things I've known about it for a million years, and I've just never. I just it's not been a thing for me. And the book is Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. Okay, I'm gonna stop you right there. <laughs> it sounds dreadful. I would I would pass that name of that book if it was on, you know, a bookshelves with only three other books. I it would continue I would read the other books before I even picked that one up. It just sounds dreadful. Well the thing is there's gorgeous things in there. And it's it's if you're if you know anything about Stoic philosophy and thought this is an important book for that, and we have some things in common with what the Stoics were doing. Not going to get into it right now, but we have some overlap, and there's beautiful parts in the book. But it is work just to get through it. You want to go, okay, Marcus, 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 hey, come back to me, come back to me, Marcus, come on. Just what's the point here? What are you, what are we getting at? But uh, there's some beautiful things in there. I finished it today. Oh, and congratulations. One, yeah, it was an, it's a tiny little book and it took me forever and that's not like me at all. You know, I'm a really fast reader, kind of pride myself on it. But there was one little piece I wanted to share. He said, if uh, he's talking about getting along with other people and he says, if you cut one branch off from another, you necessarily cut it off from the whole tree. You're like a branch and so are other people. If you cut yourself off from other people, in other words, if you say that some people are bad or less than or stupid or whatever, you're cutting yourself off from the whole tree of human existence. And that's good to know because there are times when it's really easy to go, oh, those people over there, they don't get to be in the fun group. You know what I mean? So there's something really interesting about that, really powerful. I'm not sure I would say that this is the first book that everybody should go to, but I understand why it's on those lists. But honestly, I'm excited about getting into a book that's a little bit more uh, more of a pleasure to read. Because like I said, I don't have a lot of time. Usually it's in between meetings and the day job and stuff like that. And the day job has been crazy. I have been on the phone all hours of the day and night. I was on the phone with Kuala Lumpur last night for... Yeah, for like an hour and a half. Yeah, it was a, it was a good long phone call. And mostly it was me going, yep, we can, yep, that... Yeah, we can do that. That works. That Yes, that's possible. Sure. For, you know. <laughs> For an hour and a half. Yeah. 
So, you know, and I, yeah. but the thing is, I'm grateful for all that and that sort of thing. But it's, it's been, you know, we, we talk right before we record the show. We say, well, what's been going on? So we have something to talk about in the gather round segment. And all I could talk about was work because mm. it's been just, I've been full lately. Well, here's to this next week of a little bit more of books that you want to read. <laughs> want to. And things that you want to do and a little, little bit of less of, have to's right mm. yeah so cheers as we dig in i've been just like i said i've been thinking about work stuff and it's really interesting weird challenging wonderful the whole spectrum uh, of human experience to sort of live in two different worlds. And I guess everybody does in one way or another. But I know for myself, I really do. Because I work a day job and then, you know, by night where, you know, others might fight crime, <laughs> I, uh, I'm i a minister. And that's my calling. It's what I've always wanted to do in one way or another. Even when I was in denial of that fact, it was the fact about me, continues to be. And I have to say that there are times when I'm stealing an hour here or there to work on my talk or just to think about something or, or whatever, or I finally get to Saturday when I'm not doing the day job and I have a, you know, a little bit more time to think about what I'm going to say. I have had times in the past where I have felt a little bit jealous of people who get to do ministry as their full job. And All right. Well, okay. I understand that that very few people who listen to this podcast are ministers. There's a couple I know that listen to this podcast, and you guys know what I'm talking about. But I have to say that I think that there's a piece of this for everybody because we live in a culture where people have side hustles. People have dreams. People have some kind of a situation where they feel like, okay, I'm doing the thing I have to do, and maybe someday I'll get to quit doing it and do the thing that I want to do. I think that that's fairly universal right oh i think so and i think it doesn't even have to do with jobs i think that there are things every day that you have to do in order just to be a part of society to live to be a good parent to be a good friend to be a good son or daughter um it it runs you know it runs the whole length of things that the feeling of have to well how many times have I said, well, I got to go, I got to call mom. You know, I, ha- I have to call mom. I haven't talked to her in a while, you know, and it's not that I'm dreading it, but that can be at the end of a very long day. That can be, it can feel like a, a big have to. And like I said, once you, once you get through it and you're talking to her and make that connection, you feel, you feel better about it. But I think you can fill your day with a lot of different have to's and it doesn't necessarily have to do with you know where your paycheck is coming from you can you can be retired and have an entire lifetime of have to's well and i think that it's really interesting that we in our culture live in this weird dynamic because on the one hand the dream is if i could let's say win the lottery or whatever i could quit doing the stuff that i don't want to do and i could only do the stuff that i want to do so there's that that piece of the puzzle there's that dream that everybody seems to have in our culture but on the other hand there's this idea of being a hard-boiled individual and putting up with stuff and that makes you strong and that makes you a hero when there's adversity i mean the hero of the movie you like whatever james bond let's say that's the struggle it's the fight it's beating the bad guy it's working through stuff and that's that has its roots all the way through the idea that you're supposed to earn your place in heaven that life is supposed to be hard so that you want to get to once again heaven or nirvana or you want to escape so the idea is you've got these two concepts this concept of all i want to do is have an easy life of want to's but i know that i'm supposed to live knee deep in the stuff that i don't want to do because that makes me who I am. You really do have two different lessons there. And I think that each of them are getting clouded in their own way. I think I think that the struggle that people feel, those are opportunities for growth. And you need growth. And you need resistance in order to grow. 
right? And I think we've talked about this, and, and we may have talked about it last week, where, you know, if you go into the gym and you're not pushing any weights, well, those muscles are not going to get any stronger. It's an, it's when you put the weights on that, that you have that resistance. Mm-hmm. So it's the desire for growth that gets clouded by this idea that struggling is noble. So, so on one hand, you, you, but it's required, so it's in us to grow. But I think we mislabel it or, or something along the lines that the, the idea of growth and struggle kind of get, kind of get mixed up a well, little I bit. Well, I think that conflation happens, and I think that sometimes instead of celebrating the growth part, we celebrate the hardship. The hardship. Part. Think exactly. about what people. T- how was your day? Oh, you wouldn't believe it. Right. You know what I mean. And almost, and almost, we give the gold stars to the people that have have had the hardest day. Oh, okay. You know, whatever. And you know, we trade those war stories back and forth. And again, I think the reason that you feel that sense of pride when you talk about how hard it is, is because you know, somewhere deep down inside. That growth is happening, mm-hmm. but you have skewed skewed that interpretation of the growth, and you've you're you're calling out something that's not really supposed to be the focus of it. You know, well, it's like it's like you need to adjust the lens of your camera <laughs> because it's the same thing, but you're just you're just not seeing it clearly. Well, I think that it's it's such a funny thing. We know better. Can you imagine uh, an ad? Let's say for a lawyer, you know, there's ads for attorneys all the time. If you've been injured in an accident, go talk to so-and-so and so-and-so. Can you imagine? My favorite one is, uh, who dat? Joe dat. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you, but, remember, do you know, have you seen those? Yes, I'm afraid I have. But can you imagine, can you imagine that, those commercials and the person going, look, I'm not very good at this. I lose a lot. This stuff is hard, guys. Can you imagine wanting to have that lawyer represent you after you've fallen off a ladder or, or got a crick in your neck or whatever? That's not who you want. If, if you were going to go look for a plumber, you wouldn't find the one on Angie's list where it says they really struggle with this stuff. Right. We know better. What we want is a person who goes, oh, this is no problem. I got so, this. So, so we, we aspire to the I got this. I am someone who is capable of rising above the challenge. But when we talk about ourselves, when you talk to other people, most people do not emphasize the victory, the growth, the overcoming. Most people emphasize the struggle. And I think it's cultural. I think that we have turned... Um, you know, like I said, you it's almost like, you know, your scars are bad, badges of honor. You know, I really do. But it's but again, we're talking about the two different things here. We're talking about the idea that, you know, struggling and suffering are good. And it's the misinterpretation of real growth that's happening in you and you're missing the point. But then, and that is in us. That, that inherent desire to grow and to be better is in us. So there's that one part. But then there's this other part where we're sort of reaching for the stars. Mm-hmm. That we're like, okay, you know, again, we win the lottery and this is what I'm going to do and here are my dreams. And again, those dreams, those desires on our heart is God talking to us. Mm-hmm. So it's like, again, it's, the, it's that balance between the changing the growth in us and the eternal desires that God places on our hearts. And our whole job is to find that balance. Well, and I think that that middle way is really important. Well, it has to be. It has to be the only way that you're going to, you know, stay sane. What I'm seeing a lot is Monday through Saturday, people celebrating the hardship and the struggle. And then on Sunday morning, when they go into a progressive church, they act like nothing bad has ever happened to them, and they don't ever talk about their challenges. And in fact, they don't ever talk about growing. Have you noticed that? Where are you? There. How are you doing? Right now, everything is exactly perfect. No problem. And neither one of those things is authentic. Because the truth is, you are perfect on the inside. But that perfection is being expressed through the dynamic of this moment. That perfection is being expressed through growth. And sometimes there's growing pains. It's okay. And in fact, you have to be. It's required. Working. It's, it's required, required that you're working on something. 
you know, th- there's this there's this idea that life isn't supposed to be a job. Life requires work. There's a difference. We've talked about this before. There's a difference between work and toil. I'm not saying it has to be hard. I'm not saying you have to hate it. I'm not saying it has to be terrible. But it does require effort. But that's the fun of it. That's the beauty of it. So here's what I'm suggesting. Everybody who's listening to this podcast, because you're the kind of person who listens to podcasts, you're the kind of person that listens to podcasts that are supposed to be helping you in one way or another, that says something about who you are. Everybody listening to this podcast probably has those moments where it's like, okay, I have an hour to work on my dream, to write a little couple of words of this novel that I'm writing, to take a minute to think about art, to try to make myself better so that I can be a part of a loving relationship, whatever it is that you're working on. I bet you everybody listening to this podcast knows what those kind of stolen moments feel like. Here's what I'm asking. The next time you get into those stolen moments, don't be mad about it. This is important. Because sometimes it's so easy to go, oh, look at those people over there. They get to just write all day, or they get to just cook all day, or they get to just, you know, be at the gym all day. Yeah, I'd look like a supermodel too if all I had to do was get skinny and I had a team of coaches around me. People say those things. Mm -hmm. You can be so mad that other people get to do it differently. You can be jealous, and that's what it is, that, that you don't have that kind of time, that there's other things going on. But what does it do for you? What does it really do for you? You've got an hour out of the, out of 24. You've got an hour to think about that thing that you love thinking about. Are you going to poison that one hour? I was going to say that mad? spoils that spoils an awful lot. It really it really does. Well, anger, jealousy, hatred, those are the enemies of creative thought. And it's time for us all to get creative. If we're going to be in the making dreams come true business, let's get some clarity. So here's what I want you to know. That hour, you don't have to. You get to. You get to work that hour. You don't have to fit it into an hour. Stop thinking about it that way. Think about the fact that you get an hour. You get an hour just to sit and celebrate that hour. Look forward to that hour. Rejoice in that hour because that's the magic hour for you. Now, you don't have to hate the rest of your life. In fact, what I'm suggesting is if you get really good at that hour, really being in the moment, really celebrating it, really letting the yourself be in the zone, what's going to happen is that you, the truth about you, is going to start to infect the other 23 hours. The truth about you is contagious. And if you start thinking in terms of, I get to do this, and you know what? It's better because I'm hungry for it. It's better because I have to fight for it. It's better because I have earned this hour. If you really take that hour and say, I deserve this, I'm not going to be the kind of person that celebrates my hardship anymore. I'm going to say, I deserve an hour of magic. It's better when you fight for it, isn't it? I mean, really. So, if you take that hour and really love it, and that's what we're talking about, that attitude of doing what you love will start to infest the other hours of your life. You're going to discover there's ways to carry that love even into the job you don't want to have, the conversation you don't want to have, the situation, the commute, let's say, is probably what you're listening to right now while you're on that commute. Take a minute and think about the fact that you have some get-to time. And a few things will happen. Your get-to time will increase because you're giving it love instead of anger and jealousy. But also, you're going to get better at the rest of your life. And things are going to start to happen for you because you got out of the way of it. Yeah, I know this is a small thing, but every miracle starts with something small. What did you do today, today, to express a little bit of love? What did you do today to dream with somebody? What did you do today to figure out what's authentic about your life? That's what it's about. 
You know how the financial people, Susie Orman or whatever, say you have to pay yourself first? You've heard people say that. Sure. And I'll be honest, of the two of us, uh, you're the one that pays attention to the bills and stuff. I'm so blessed to have you in my life. I have no idea how any of that works, so I only have a vague concept of what those people are talking about on a good day. But when I hear that phrase, part of what I think it means is pay down the principle of your life. You know what I mean? There's interest. There's stuff that is always going to be there. There's always going to be more dishes. There's always going to be more of that kind of stuff to do. You know what I mean? You can think of five or six things without even trying hard of things that are going to be there tomorrow. Yeah, you got to do your chores. But if you just take a minute and think about the bigger things, how am I going to get smarter today? You know, that kind of thing. How am I going to be better today? How am I going to find a way to, to dig a little bit deeper into that thing that's gnawing at my heart? You're going to develop momentum that you can then apply to the interest, so to speak. Well, and uh, you, you sit there and I love that you're so passionate about what you have on your heart and the things that you want to do. And, you know, and I think back to times in my life where I had no clue what I wanted. I had nothing that was gnawing at my heart the way that you talk about. Mm. And I think that that's important to sort of address too because I think there's this feeling that every moment of your life you should be, you know, oh, okay, I got I, I got to keep going. I got to keep going and doing and everything. And there is a, there is an amount of pressure there and I think for me, it's a little bit different. Okay. And I, I, I love, like I said, I love that you're passionate about it. And I love that you can't stop thinking about it. But there are a lot of times where I'm like, I have no idea. And I think for me, maybe not so much that desire that's gnawing at my heart, but just giving myself that 30 minutes or 40 minutes of being able to sit and think about things is just as important as doing. You know what I mean? It's it. I think it's different for everybody and you ebb and flow. And I have times where try to stop me. You know, I am like, <laughs> I am on fire and, you know, and you better get out of my way because I have about a bazillion things to do and I'm excited about all of them. Let's talk about decorating the house. I mean, how many hours did that did that I put into Halloween decorations? I mean, I am passionate about that. But I but I think that um, and as silly as it may sound, I wanted it to be special. I wanted it to be awesome, and I wanted it to be perfect, and I want my vision to be, you know, to come to life. And and even that for me, in that expression of who you are or your personality. And this is a dynamic that you and I often deal with where you are this huge, you know, moving mountains talking about faith and, you know, gigantic stuff and the desires of your heart. And I'm like, yeah, but that chocolate cake was really good. And I'm just going <laughs> to sit and have a couple of bites of this really good chocolate cake and it'd be very, very simple. And so I think even though I have maybe, I don't want to say calmer, but maybe a little less dramatic um, well. sense of, well, no, not in a bad way, though. When I say that, I don't mean it negatively. I really don't. Because I think your passion about what you do and what's in your heart is fabulous. And, oh, gosh, we wouldn't be where we are today if you didn't have that. Um, but for me personally, I think that there are those, there are those times, there are those quiet times. And... Sometimes you feel just as bad about the quiet times and the not being sure about what the heck do I want in my life and I don't know and you know do I do I want this person do I want this relationship do I want children I don't know you know I mean there, there's all these things that that kind of come up you know as I was listening to you and so I would just say that it, it can work both ways. You get to have the time to figure it out. You get to have the time to do it and be passionate about it and be on fire 
about it and, you know, and, you know, go, go for it. But you also have the opportunity to get to figure it out and it's okay. If you're, if you're listening and you have no clue about what you want or where you're going or, or your career, or if you even want the career and maybe you don't want that career, but my gosh, what would it be or what would it look like? You, you have no idea. I'm here to tell you that that is okay. You get to have the chance to figure it out. Give yourself that time. Give yourself that time to just chill for a minute because the answers will come and something will present itself. Um, so that I, I just had to, I just had to put that in there because I was kind of, I was kind of feeling that because there is, there's been things that projects that I've been working on lately and I am drawing a complete blank. I'll, I have this list in my, you know, in my planner and it's got the heading and I'm like, well, I don't know. And so I go and I do something different and I come back to it and I, well, maybe this sounds good. And then I don't have the answers there and then I come back. And so that's okay too, because all of it, it's, it's that balance, right? It's, it's when you get the, the spark of inspiration, follow through with it. But if you're not in a, in a period of being inspired, eh, go try on something different. Do something that you haven't done before. Maybe you'll get inspired that way. Well, I think as always, we're, we say the same thing in different ways. I think that the voice of the divine is present in the thunderclap and it's present in the still small voice. We're talking about the same thing. Sure. Oh, yeah, the, I know. But what, what we're talking about is take a minute to pay down the principle. You know, that's, that's what we're talking about. What we're talking about is whether you have this very clear gnawing at your heart or whether it's the gnawing isn't that there's this one thing I know I got to do, but rather there's this thing of, I want to have some clarity. I want to have a minute. I want to have an idea. You know, these kinds of things. Or I just want to take a breath. Inspiration happens when you make room for it, right? So we're talking about the same thing. One way or another, find a way to make time to take time. And when you get that little bit of time, don't be jealous. Don't be angry. Don't be mad that you don't have an idea. Don't be mad that you have an idea, but other people in the world get to work on it for longer than you do. That's going to pollute the water. Just enjoy that you get to not have an idea for a minute. Just enjoy that you get to be bored for a minute. Give yourself that. Listen for the thunderclap. Listen for the still small voice. One way or another, everybody's being called to something. Make some room, make some silence so that you can listen and then you'll know what to do. Okay, so this is the Listen Up. And we did, well, we did, I, I say we, it's the royal we. Um, no, you did an amazing service this last Sunday. I think that was a we. Um, that uh, was a uh, we for sure. Well, I wasn't up delivering the, the sermon. Um, I was there in a support role for that one. And, and, and that's fine. Everybody's got their stuff. But um, anyway, you did an amazing service, um, Wild Love, because it's a the second part of this wild series that you're doing. And it's just, it's amazing. And you're doing such a good job. And I'm very proud of you. But um, if you haven't been to one of our services, one of the things that we do is that after Dieter delivers his message, we have an opportunity for people to text in questions that come up for them while he's speaking. Yeah, we put a phone number up on the screen and people can text questions during the talk. And it's just been really amazing. The response has been so so very cool um so we wanted to take one of those questions because we don't have time to answer all of them right, on yeah. sunday morning we, usually, we always we usually... get more we've done this twice now mm-hmm. and we always get more questions than we can answer in the course of the lesson right and so you were speaking about wild love and so this question and they're all anonymous so we don't know who it came from because so, they're texted in on different numbers yeah we, do, we, we don't, don't have know. their numbers associated with anything 
Um, so whoever asked this question, thanks for being with us on Sunday and thanks for sending in the question. By the way, I want to remind people when we're up there on Sunday to, to listen to the podcast if you didn't hear your question and maybe we'll get to it then. Oh, there you go. There you go. So this question um, from Anonymous is, uh, how do I know if it's love? That's a Van Halen song. It, yeah. um, well, there's, you know, there's so many songs. There's that White Snake one too, yeah. yeah. So it's just a just like a whole just a whole bunch of hair bands happening. Yeah, all no, at once. and I can see them though. They're just like amazing. <laughs> no, but anyway, so yeah, but this question comes again because you were talking about this wild love, this unconditional love, and you know, so I guess the question of how do I know if it's love? So to break that down, I guess if we're talking about sort of a romantic love, you know, how do you decipher between passion and love or, you know, that the... Codependency. Sure. Yay, somebody's paying attention to me. Sure, Or things yeah. might get physical and that's fun and right. whatever, whatever. Exactly, yeah. sort of that, that, again, that the passion, you know, sensual side of stuff versus the, the Olivia actual... Olivia Newton-John side. Well, um, sure, you know, let's well, get and physical. I have to say that during the talk... <laughs> Let me hear Sorry, your body was... talk. Um, oh, this is during, going downhill. It's during the talk, what you can't see, podcast listeners, is I've quickly put on some leg warmers. Um, during the talk, one of the things I said towards the top of the lesson was everybody has something that's calling to them. And what I'm challenging you to do today is to make that leap. It's kind of one of the main points of the talk. And so I think part of what's going on with this question on top of all that is, okay, yeah, I'm supposed to make the leap. How do I know that I'm that that this is not ego that's calling me to go do that, that there's not something higher and this is just what's in front of me right now? How do I know? You know, so from the range of, of emotions from romantic, physical How do I know if he really loves me? Oh man, no, no Whitney Houston bad. is no. not allowed in with the hair band stuff. Hey, anyway, anyway. She's allowed. No, I'm sorry. Um, She's allowed. Anyway, so one way or another, how do you know? And so there's a spectrum of, of ways to answer that question. And some of them are, one of the things that we say to our kids when there's a possibility of a romantic relationship and that sort of thing, one of the things we say is, do they make you better? Versus, you know, do you guys both like the same things? That's, who cares? Honestly, you'll work that stuff out. And Jenny, we have a lot in common, but there are some things that we that we there we're very different in a, yeah. in a lot of different. Yeah, areas. and that's part of the fun, you know. And we our stuff overlaps in a lot of places, and in some places it doesn't. So having common interests doesn't make or break the possibility of a romantic relationship, for example. So that's not the right question. There's a lot of not the right questions. You guys vote the same way. That's not important either, really. Because sometimes couples who argue are the most passionate and they really have each other's backs because they're grown up enough to allow a difference of opinion. So those things are not important. When somebody comes home and says, oh, well, we like all the same things and there's zero challenge, that's a challenge. Because just like we talked about before, part of the growth process is having something to, to work through. Well, and I would also say this, and this is not just for romantic relationships this is for you know parents sibling you know any any kind of relationship that you have do you find yourself in a position where you are making excuses for the other person's behavior justifying why they're behaving the way that they're behaving in order to make something happen that you want to happen that isn't really truly there you well, know what you know what i mean am well, i explaining I that, myself right i think so and the thing is excuses or defending those are mechanisms to keep things the way that they are yes those are mechanisms to maintain the status quo and i think everyone has some experience of that but think about it if you can really answer the question does that person make you better what you're really saying is do they keep you from maintaining the status quo do they demand more of you one of the things that we say in the wedding vows, you know, do you take so-and-so to be your lawfully wedded, whatever it is. Um, we don't say whatever it is, but will you inspire them with courage and truth? Will you 
uh, be a loving partner and a true friend. Well, true friends tell each other the truth. Inspire has to do with the idea of I've got something that, that I'm growing to. Our job as a couple is not to keep things the same. Our job is to keep moving. Thank God you're not the same. I don't think I could live with a 20-year-old version of you at, at my age. I, d I just don't think I could. Well, no. I, I'd be like, get out. <laughs> See you later. You know, so well, thank, sure. thank God that you've changed. And thank God that I've changed. Because I don't think that you could live with a 20-year-old version of me either. It just wouldn't happen. What a pain in the ass I was. <laughs> Um, can we say ass? We can say that. Okay. Any, the the rule is anything that you can say on on primetime TV, you're allowed to say. So we could actually get into the s word if you wanted, but I'm no, not. No, I don't. I don't want but, to. But I just it was it, it was just a turn of phrase. We're that, excited that, that sort of the s word. Well, but um, you know, it, no, it was I appreciate that. But but no, I think that there's something really important about that. So one of the ways you can test if it's love is. Does it move you forward? Think of the Woody Allen quote in Annie Hall. Go look it up. There's something really important about moving forward all the time. And linked with that idea is if it pulls you out of yourself. So it's not just does, does that person move you forward, but does that person make you better? And you are made better when you get out of your ego, you get out of your stuff. So here's the answer. I'm just gonna I'm gonna sum it up. All right, Mama. How how do I know if it's love? Is it bigger than you are? Is it bigger than your ego? Is it bigger than something that the two of you have? Are you working towards that? If the answer is yes, then it's love. Well, and I love that. And I have to say, this is one of those times, man. If you have to ask, ooh, you know, there's that uh, Napoleon Hill, I think it is, or or uh, one of those kind of guys old-timey uh, positive thinking kind of person there's a story of, of he's on a plane with this woman and she realizes who he is and uh, Norman Vincent Peale actually it was Norman Vincent Peale um, she's on the plane with Norman Vincent Peale and uh, realizes who it is and asks him for some advice and she says you know I can't decide there's these two boys each one is proposed to me and I don't know which one I should marry and she goes on to explain the various merits of each person, what their job is, their family, their background, and so on and so forth. I just don't know which one I should marry. What do you think? And he says, I don't think you should marry either one of them. Because if it's even a question, you you need to do some work on you. And the, the, the intimation is... It's not that you need to break up with anybody because maybe one or the other of them is the right person for you, but you're not the right person yet until you can get some clarity. So how do I know it's, if it's love? One of the things is if you have to ask, either it's not or you're not ready for it. So take a minute. If you're not sure how you feel about something, get sure first. I'm not saying you have to know everything. Never can, just like you said a minute ago, Jen. Love's bigger than you are. It's always going to be bigger than you are. But get sure about the fact that it's bigger than you are. Get to the place where it's there's no doubt in your mind. And that takes some work. But you'll get there. Yeah, and go rock out in the meantime. There's some awesome love songs. There's some awesome leg warmers. Oh, yeah. to check it out everybody this is the part of the podcast where we let you know where we're going to be what we're up to and how you can be a part of everything that's going on our fall is getting really full and i'm so excited so many so many good things so we'll start out um on october 8th Dieter's going to be doing the lesson at Unity of Sebring and you'll be on the platform with me i will be there cheering you right along reading some stuff it's going to be awesome and then something that I'm super excited about is the following Sunday, we are having, you know, we always have our sunset celebrations about every a half Sunday, hour before yeah. uh, every Sunday, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But this is a very special one. On October 15th, we are having a family picnic, and it starts at 5 p.m., and it goes to 8 p.m. because the sun sets around 7.30 lately, about, uh -huh. and it's going to be about that, 7.15, 7.30. So we're going to be out there, and 
we're just going to be together. St. Petersburg Beach. Yep, St. Pete Beach. Bring your own food, bring your beach gear, come and hang with us, you know, just be with families. I think that our um, our teen group is going to be designing some games for little ones. It just really is going to be I, a good time just to be together and and be a church family. Some folks are going to bring musical instruments and stuff like that. And once again, that St. Petersburg Beach, that's October 15th, and it's uh, from 5 to 8, and you know how a picnic is, show up whenever, but um, there's a map and all that kind of stuff on our website. All of this stuff can be found on our website, waterandstonechurch.com. There's a calendar page, and there's a link at the top for the calendar, but there's also a link that says gather, and that hits the high points of the various things that we do on a regular basis, like our sunset celebrations, like our Wednesday morning sunrise walk. Speaking of Wednesdays, that's when we have our Bible study, 8 p.m., um, and we're moving from Facebook onto YouTube now, and so we're, we're not going to be doing the Facebook Live anymore, but Dieter is going to start a 13-week Bible series. You're not going to want to miss it. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel. You'll be able to get all the information there, and plus we need subscribers, so go do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, by all means, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and you can find all that. Go to the website, scroll down to the bottom of any page, and there's a link to the YouTube thing. But this 13-week uh, session, I, I'm really, really excited about it. You don't have to watch all 13 or anything like that. I'd love for you to. But honestly, any little bit of it that you watch is going to really help you. This stuff is designed to change lives. You're going to absolutely love it. And then our big, big deal for this month is Sunday, October 22nd at 11 a.m. We are doing the third part of the Wild series. We're going to be talking about Wild Faith. Dieter's going to be doing the service. We'll be there. We're going to be at USF St. Pete um, Harbor Hall. It's such a beautiful venue that actually we're going to be there for the rest of the year. We're going to be there in October, November, and December. So the dress is going to be the same for the next three um, times that we're going to be doing Sunday services. You are not going to want to miss this. Mark your calendars for October 22nd at 11 a.m. And I got to tell you, talking about faith, this is such a big deal. This is the big one. This is this is all about your relationship with God. This is about how manifestation works. If you're trying to have something happen in your life, I'm going to be sharing how that works, what to do about it. This is the big deal. This is the place to start. If you're looking for the Sunday to bring somebody to be there, if you're looking for the Sunday that's really going to speak to your heart, this one is huge, guys. And then November 3rd through the 5th, that is our fall summit. It is the chance for our teen group to have a weekend. We're going to be at a hotel in Crystal River. We're probably going to be doing a bunch of service projects. Um, the teens run it. They plan it. They write it. We are really in a support role there. And it's just a fabulous, fabulous time. If you know of a teenager from 14 to 19 that would love to be around like-minded people that has a passion for this kind of stuff or just wants to have a really good time, we always we always end up having such a good time oh, and laughing yeah. and everything. So again, life-changing stuff. Guys. Right. That is our fall summit, November 3rd through the 5th. And, you know, just to put it on your calendar, since we're talking, we're already into the season of people getting busy and all of that, go ahead and mark your calendars for November 26th. That's our wild forgiveness. That's going to be the fourth in the series. Also, just as an aside, Dieter has decided to put together a team, a fundraising team this year <laughs> for No Shave November. And so be on the lookout for an opportunity to sign up for that team. You will be hearing more about it in the in the weeks to come. So I think I think we got a lot going on. Yeah, it's I'm all excited. Good. I'm excited. Good stuff. And once again, follow us on the website. And the absolute best way to stay in the loop about what's going on, and it's also the way to get involved with our various teams, like our street team and our welcome team and our tech team and so on and so forth, text the word I am ready, I-A-M-R-E-A-D-Y, no spaces. Text I am ready to 84576. That's 84576. And you'll be able to get news and updates about all of the amazing things. We've got such a full calendar and we want you to be a part of what's going on. All right, Dieter, it's time to wrap it up. Each and every moment, God's calling you.
each and every moment there is something bigger that is trying to speak to you and it's trying to speak to you in moments when you're frustrated and you don't even know why and it's trying to speak to you in moments where things are finally quiet for a change each and every moment God is calling for you to be the you that you have always been there's something magical and important and special about you no matter who you are no matter where you've been no matter what you think you deserve what we know you deserve is a life that works I didn't say a life without work, but a life that works. A life where there's things to be done, but man, you can do those things because what's going on in you is capable. What's going on in you is ready. What's going on in you is required by the universe. All you've got to do is take a moment and love through that moment. Enjoy it. Give thanks for it. It's going to be even sweeter because maybe you had to fight to make that hour. But make that hour, whether it's an hour of intense work or it's an hour of you being in the silence and just breathing for a change. Take your time and once again, love that time. Sooner or later, an idea will come to you. A feeling will speak to you. A still small voice or a thunderclap will present itself to you. And you'll know it's love because you have no choice but to do that next thing. So go do it. This podcast is recorded at Pinfeather Studio on the comfy orange couch. <laughs> and the uh, CEO, the president, the uh, grand poobah of Pinfeather Studios and our sound engineer and one half of the music that you hear is a handsome and strong Raina Randolph. The other half of the music is the lovely and talented Miles Randolph. This podcast is solely supported by you. And you know what that means. It means quite a few things. First of all, it means share this stuff. Sharing is caring after all. So take a moment and tell somebody about this podcast. There's lots of ways you can email it or tweet it or Facebook it. Go read the blog at waterandstonechurch.com. We put a lot of work into those blog posts. We absolutely love them and we absolutely think each and every time we write one that it's there to help somebody. Maybe it's your turn. Maybe it'll help you. Go read the blog post. And if you find one that speaks to you, there's links for all kinds of different ways to share it. So take a minute and share what we're doing. We have zero advertising budget, and that's how we like it. We want you to spread the word. Speaking of spreading the word, the best way to let the world know about this podcast is to take a minute and go to wherever you're listening to this podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, what have you, and go and write us a five-star review. I'm asking for five stars because that's how the mechanisms that make those podcasts work know that the podcast is worth promoting. So take a minute and do that. It really will take you just a moment, but it makes a huge difference for us. And finally, the third way is show up. October 22nd is going to be a life-changing Sunday. 11 o'clock right here in beautiful St. Petersburg, Florida, the finest city on the face of the earth. Be there with us. It's going to make a difference in your life. I challenge you to bring a friend with you. That's how you make real friends, by sharing this important stuff. Be there with us. It's going to make all the difference in the world. Thanks for listening. Have an inspired week. Have an inspired week.